This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services. Winter is here, and I encourage you to save your back this year. Contact Keller's today and get a quote for residential or commercial snow removal. And also, it is never too early to start thinking about spring. COVID has put a delay on so many things. Do not delay in getting yourself set up with one of the best in the business when it comes to getting your yard looking its best. Visit Keller's at their location on Kern Street in Exeter, Pennsylvania, just down the street from Blue Ribbon Dairy, or head over to their social media pages for more information. Welcome to the PopGo Project Podcast, a platform for the discussion and discovery of arts and entertainment. We focus on highlighting people and events that add value to the world around us. Visit us on all social media platforms by searching The PopGo Project or visit our website at thepopgoproject.com. Welcome to the show and thank you so much for listening. What up? Hey, what's going on? Can are you, you hide, are you hiding that handsome face of yours or what? Can you not see me? So what do I do here? Do I share my screen? Is that what the I problem is? I don't know. You gotta, you gotta that that bottom left. Uh, there's a like a stop video or start video. Oh, okay, okay. It says it says FaceTime. Okay. Oh, there we go. I think we're doing this. Come on. There yeah. it is. There it right. is. There we go. Oh, we're matching. Wow, Dope. dude. How? That's funny. <laughs> I haven't brought it out. In a, oh, I brought it out for my, my interview last week, but I didn't bring it out for a little while. That's funny. Same hat. There we go. Dude, I bet you you thought that uh, I would not have kept this hat. Hey, man, I, I'm surprised it's as wide as it is. I've, I've <sighs> did good with it. Bro, I've had <laughs> yeah. this since I think I, w- I was going back in time a little bit before uh, we jumped on tonight because um, I was like, man, you know, I haven't seen you in a, in a while. Yeah. Um, and for those of you listening, I'm, I'm hanging out with uh, Ty Soul. Real name is John Clausen. We'll get into all his aliases in a, in a, you know tonight throughout the show. But Ty Soul, uh, musician. Um, but yeah, I, I went back and we did an interview for the radio show back in 2019, and then uh, I joined you on your podcast with uh, Gus the Savage back in 2020. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I appeared on your album with Maine the Medicine back in yep. 2020 as well. I think that was. Yeah, yeah. But I haven't seen you in like probably a year and a half. The point where at one point I'm like, "Shit, man, is he still doing music?" Yeah, yeah. I I don't even remember you were you were feeling yourself. I did see you briefly at the music awards this year. Oh, okay. Yes, that's not fair. That's not fair. <laughs> that's not fair. For like a minute, you were kind of like you know. <laughs> I was celebrating. I was celebrating. Oh yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Know? Congratulations, yeah. by the way, on that. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Yeah, you know, I don't get out much these days, and when I do, sometimes you know what the V spot is always like this black hole of fun. Um, you know, you kind of get in there, you know, having drinks. You know, a lot of people. Everyone knows each other, and it's like, hey, you know, buy this guy a shot, and he buys you a shot, and Vinny says, hey, this drink's on me, and next thing That's you know. Right. You know, you're like, you know, seeing each other and not uh, remembering, but uh, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> that doesn't count. I didn't, I didn't say, I didn't see you for longer than a minute, so it doesn't yeah. count. No, it doesn't count. All right. It doesn't count. That's a, right. that's a scratch. All right. But what's up, man? Like I said, I feel like 
you were pushing music, pushing music, pushing music. And I don't know if you did disappear or maybe you yeah, just man, fell I, off my radar, but um, kind of yeah. a year or so. And now you're yeah. back. Yes. So, I mean, I was releasing like a single here and there. I think it was like almost like a full year. I probably didn't release anything. Um, and then I released two singles up leading up to my album that's going to be released on the 19th. And that's where we're going to have the, you know, the album release show at the Jazz Cafe and all that. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I just started my own dog training business and all that stuff. So I was uh, at a crossroads where I was like, where does music fit in? You know what I mean? And I think all independent artists go through that. I think that you're like, you know, you know, I wish I was making some money or some more money off this rather than, you know, it's an expensive hobby. That's what I call it. But I love to do it. But you know, I, once my business got on its feet and I was able to balance my life better. Cause when I, when you, you know, like when somebody starts a business, it's overwhelming. I mean, especially like, like something like the field that I'm in, like, it's new to me. It's, you know, there's people's dogs in there. Everything's like super, super, you know, stressful because I'm just starting. There's, there's a lot of risk involved with dog training, you know? All yeah. That. So let, but, let's get, let's, can we get into that real quick before sure. we kind of steamroll into the, the music? I mean, so Tysol, yeah. you know, he's been a musician, uh, but while he was doing that back in our conversation three years ago, um, you had always uh, donated time to the SPCA, yeah. you know, spending time with the dogs and, and specifically pit bulls and, and, and helping out there. You've always been a dog lover. You've had several pit bulls at one, at one point. Um, I have four right now. So now you have four, but uh, <laughs> yeah. So now you have your own dog business. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy, right? What's it called? It's called Clausen's, my last name, Clausen's Canines with Class. So all the dogs that leave my dog school got to have some class when they, when they head out. All right. Yeah. So it's a, it's a dog training school? I mean, I call it a school, but it's like I'm an instructor of group classes. So I do group classes and I have about, we do them indoor right now with the winter at Party For You. Shout out to them, um, 400 Middle Road, Nanico, PA. Um, but I also do one-on-one -on -one private lessons too. So I go to people's homes. I can either do puppies, adult dogs, behavioral issues, et cetera, et cetera, any breed, any age. Um, so yeah, so it will be changing in a few months though. I bought some property where I'm going to have my, my own facility on my, on my residence. I have a 40 by 48 pole barn and um, I'm going to be doing, I'm going to be doing uh, my private stuff there, group classes there. I'm also going to build kennels too. So eventually I'll be doing boarding too as well. So I'm going to kind of venture out into a little bit of everything there. Um, I want to say by April we'll be having that full full swing. So you're all in. I'm all in on it. Oh yeah, yeah, I love it. I mean, I mean, I still still love going to the shelter. I haven't been able to as much right now, but when I get up there, I will be. You know, I've been volunteering more with Blue Chip. I had a foster uh, about a couple months ago that really burnt me out. I hurt my back really bad too. That was also part of why I wasn't doing music as much. I I hurt it in my disc really really bad where I was in like severe pain. I had to get a few injections and I, I wasn't, I had to cancel a few like shows a couple times, like where I just couldn't physically like get up and walk sucked. So was yeah. that, was that dog related? I don't know. I think it was just from like when I was in my early days volunteering and stuff, I think just getting like jacked around by some of these crazy dogs that would just come out of the kennel, come out hot and they would just start, you know, yanking you down, down the hall, 110 pounds of, of muscle. So that's when, that's when I was like, yo, I, I got to start figuring out some training stuff here because I'm getting, <laughs> I'm getting taken for a ride here. You oh, know? Yeah, they're, they're walking you. You're not walking them. Yeah. So I don't, I don't do that no more. It's me. I'm, I'm, the, <laughs> I'm controlling the walk now. <laughs> Way different story now. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, how did that all come about? I mean, you Honestly, know, 
especially pit bulls. I mean, people are typically afraid of pit bulls. They have this bad, you know, this, this stigma yeah. about them. Um, yeah. How did all, that all happen? So it's like silly story, but when I was 17, I wanted a dog. And um, I just, without my mom knowing, I got a pit bull puppy. These people illegally sold it to me, technically. He's right next to me. He's 12 now almost. So after that, I mean, I was only like 17, 18 years old. And then I got another one. My mom has rentals. Um, and somebody abandoned the building and left this dog in there. We didn't even know she was in there until the neighbors called and they said they heard like crying and barking. So we had to kick the door in essentially. And this dog was left there, starved, tied up in the heat, no water, Man. feces, all that. Then like 10 days later, she pops out puppies. We didn't even know she was pregnant. She was already, they had her pregnant and everything. So they left her to die pregnant. She was so oh, skinny. Geez. They didn't even know. So she had eight puppies too. So, you know, that was the early days. And then um, I don't know. I guess like when I, I, in my mid twenties, like about four, yeah, about four years ago, I, I don't know. Something came over me. I was like, I want to go volunteer. I want to, want to see what it's about. And, um, I did the volunteer, uh, program or whatever, the orientation. I started volunteering there and I just like fell in love with it. And then like, there was like one or two dogs that are like in my business logo that I just like had like, I don't know, such like <laughs> strong feelings for, but you know what I mean? Like just such a strong love for that. I like, was like there like almost every day and like it was like you know the dog was like i don't know i don't know there's like there's like there's like certain dogs in me that like for me as a dog trainer like changed my life and it changed my whole like life trajectory and it made me like really passionate about about that especially um but music was first i was passionate about the music but not like i was about dogs i would say there's more of a balance now but basically so i was volunteering volunteering and then i kind of the pandemic hit um, and I was also working at the SPCA for a bit too. And then the pandemic hit and also my back, everything was just a disaster essentially at that point in the time of the world and myself. So I was like, I want to, you know, I want to start doing this dog training thing. So I started taking classes online because we, there, you remember the, the early days of quarantine when everybody was, you know, afraid to you know run out of toilet paper, all that stuff. Yeah. But so I basically just started taking these classes online and do, I was part of a bunch of forums. I applied it to all my animals about two years ago now. Um, and then I found this lady, which is really random. I found this, I reached out to this lady from Hazleton. Her name is Michelle Rhodes, manner of mud dog training. She, I was like, Hey, I'm looking to do hands-on stuff. I took some classes. This is where I'm at. And she was like, yeah, I'll help you. And I was like, she's like, I'm like, cool. So we met up, met my dogs and her dogs and you know, she's into rescue too. So I took her group classes with my own dogs. Like all of them went through her group classes. Then I started assisting her with the group classes and stuff like that. So from there on, you know, for about a half a year, I did that with her. And then I kind of, you know, I kind of was felt comfortable enough to kind of do my own thing. And we're still on great terms and we still do stuff together. Um, we do, you know, benefit walks and stuff for dogs and all that. So, you know, that's where it really started. And then, you know, obviously I started applying the things I learned from her into the shelter too, which I was able to help quite a few difficult dogs get adopted that were, there was one at Blue Chip for 480 days. And nobody could barely touch him. The first time I, I, I went to, to go in with him, he, uh, <laughs> he tried to get me good. But after that, he became my buddy, though. And uh, his name was Bowser. But after that, I was like, if I could get this dog adopted, I could train a basic pet. So, you know, all that crazy experience and, and all that stuff like kind of, I guess, seasoned me in a way faster than some people that were doing it for longer that don't have that kind of, you know, hands-on stuff with some real tough, tough, crazy dogs, you know. So, yeah, this is where I'm at now. <laughs> that's that's great i mean uh, how do you think this happens to i mean i have an idea but i mean how do you think these type of dogs get to to how they are neglect um, 
Yeah, I think that people just don't realize what the the dog needs. They're they're just thinking that it's one second. I just literally sent a text to my father not to uh, call, and he did. <laughs> so that's okay. I'm just making sure I could come back up on a full screen here. Can you see me still or now? Yeah, yeah, I got you. So yeah, sorry. So what did you ask? So how did they get there? Yeah, a lot of yeah. times it's like lack of you know lack of training, lack of knowledge, and and getting a lot of times you see. People will get a dog and they're like, because it looks cool, you know, like they don't realize that there's a lot of just high energy inside the dog. Siberian Husky, for example, they're like, well, I don't understand why my Siberian Husky just ate my couch yesterday. And I'll I'll be like, you know, when's the last time you went for a walk? He's like, well, he hangs out in the backyard here and there. But uh, like, you know, Siberian Huskies are are bred to pull sleds in the snow for, you know, tens and hundreds of miles, hundreds of miles, but, you know, miles and miles. So, you know, there's a natural you know, high energy there that if you doesn't get like, imagine if, you know, you didn't get your energy out ever, like as a person, you're just in a room, like you lose your mind. So that happens. That's why I'm fat. (laughs) So that happens. And then people get frustrated. They don't know what to do. You know, I always tell people to create train their dogs because it keeps the dog safe and it keeps them from doing stuff like that. Cause that's where a lot of stuff is like, Oh, well the dog chews stuff up the dog can't walk on a leash, you know, just silly stuff sometimes, but it's also just irresponsibility. Like the pit bulls, especially like overbreeding, um, you know, there really shouldn't be any breeding of them right now. There's just too many. There's millions and millions of them getting put down every year. People are just breeding them. I don't agree with it. Um, you know, it's not good. A lot of it's inbred or they're breeding aggressive, aggressive ones with aggressive parents. So then we're getting more, you know, more issues on their, on their record, you know, with pit bulls or, you know what I mean? All that stuff. It's all relative to, to their reputation, you know, but yeah, the shelters are just overloaded all the time. Um, people just don't really think, you know, they don't think sometimes with anything people do, sometimes they don't think, and they don't think like how much responsibility or realize until it's too late sometimes, you know? Yeah. One of my best friends is, uh, he, he owns a veterinarian hospital. Um, oh. yeah. Is that right? Veterinary, uh, yeah. veterinary. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, and, um, you know, he, we talk a lot, obviously, and he, he'll, he'll talk about how, you know, people who own pets don't understand, you know, the financial aspect of owning a pet. Um, yeah, you know, from the top, you know, top down, it's the financial issues. And and like you're saying, you gotta be able to, you know, take them for walks and and train them and do all these things. You don't just get a dog out of a box and it just, just, you know, exactly how you want it to be. It's takes some time. It's like, you know, a lot of people relate their their pets to their their children, and you know, yeah. like children. I mean, you have to really. It's responsibility, and if you don't take that serious, um, you're definitely going to have some issues. Yeah, it's the same thing with um, you know. There's a lot of dog training politics, and some people don't believe in punishment and dog training, and you know, that's where I do to an extent. I also, you know, I also believe in positive reinforcement aspect of it, but you know. The people that just want to reward the dog, there's no, there's no, um, there's no area that has makes the dog understand there what's wrong. Same thing with sure. parenting. If you never were to reprimand your child, I mean, like you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's not good. <laughs> no, you so, need both. All right? you guys out there, I don't agree with your methodology. I'm sorry. So you could come at me, but I don't agree with it. And uh, you know, my results speak for themselves, and I'm very passionate about what I do and. You know, I'm trying to keep the dog from not getting euthanized at the end of the day at the shelter. So, you know. Yeah. yeah. And I, I imagine you've seen, I imagine you've seen that happen. I mean, uh, you know, how, how heartbreaking is that? 
terrible. Um, I sat on more in my life, won't say where, but um, I sat in on one euthanasia in my life because nobody else really dealt with the dog. He wasn't there long, but yeah, it was, it was a, it was really a gut wrenching experience to be honest with you. And uh, that's where me, for me, like, I kind of think I thought started to think like, wow, like this is not, I give people credit that do do those jobs. That's so hard. But for me, it mentally, it was really just like mentally destroying me to see that kind of stuff. And I had to figure out the, the opposite end, like how to fight, combat that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's just like, I give those people all the credit in the world. And it's like, you know, I just, I couldn't do that. You know, I just, I don't know how else to say it, you know, just can't do it. Yeah. yeah. So that one that yeah. was in for 480 some days, that was probably a pretty rewarding experience then, huh? Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, I still talk to the people. They're great. I mean, they knew what they were getting too. Like I'm the type of person, like, that's another thing too, with some, some places, you know, rescues were wherever it may be, you know, if you're not transparent about what you're giving somebody dog wise, you're going to usually end up with the dog getting returned or somebody getting hurt. And I was very transparent with them that he had issues still that we worked through them, how to work through them. You know, and there was bumps in the road, but they totally knew. I was like, you know, there may be a time where this dog may try to bite you. And the guy who told me, he was really awesome. Like, you don't meet people like this often. He was like, well, he's like, I really don't care. <laughs> I was like, well, I was like, I'm serious. I'm like, I'm not kidding. He's like, yeah. He's like, my last dog was nuts. He bit me a lot. I was like, well, all right, well, then give it a shot. He didn't really ever really try to bite them, though. He was pretty good, but um, he is an escape artist, I guess. I guess he learned how to open up like their their windows. He can get out of like windows and stuff, which is like totally insane. But they kept <laughs> they kept them. The dog is crazy. I mean, I, I, <laughs> you can't you can't you can't you can only manage crazy. You know, you can't change it. Yeah. But um, he never was socialized for like the first four years of his life, and he lived in the shelter for what almost two years. Like, what do you really expect? You know, yeah. you're not gonna expect. But they were very very understanding about it. But you know. Very, I was very transparent. You know, I wasn't like, yeah, this is a really amazing dog you got here. He's going to come in. <laughs> He's going to come in and be real chill, real yeah. easy. Make I was sure bring, bring the kids around him. Yeah, he's going to be great. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool, man. I, I thought, you know, when we when we spoke back, uh, you know, a few years ago, I thought it was really uh, admirable what you did with the, you know, just donating time at the SPCA and kind of, you know, just spending time with these animals and now you're you, you've made it into a, a full-blown business so that's awesome yeah yeah it's crazy how things work i'm, I'm thankful for it too it's it's been great honestly i love it i do i Cla- love it. clausen's canine canines plural plural with class all right clausen's canines with class yeah say that 10 times fast yeah that's the only thing that i was like I was going to do something different and I had people online saying you have to keep your name in it because people know you. I was like, you know, you're right. Whatever. We'll go with that. And, you know, Dude, we went with it. It rocks. I, I agree. I mean, you, you, you build a, this persona around things like that. Like, I mean, like when I launched this thing, I, the last thing I want to do is have my name in it. Right. Uh, people, yeah. people, people smarter than me were like, uh, you'd be stupid not to because people know who you are and you can kind of build off of that. So Other people told me too. Same exact thing. Smart move. Yep. Smart move. Yep. That's like, yep. that's like your buddy Gus. You're trying yep. to treat. He's constantly thinking about changing his name, Gus the Savage, to something else. I'm like, what are you, what are you gonna do? He's, a, he's always changing his mind. Shout out to Gus, though. He's 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 my boy. We uh we're actually doing. What's really cool is um there's another show. I don't know the, all the details. I know it's April 23rd for Carbon County Animal Shelter. I'm spon- I'm a sponsor for it. Um, Gus is gonna be performing May and myself. So you know, it's that'll be a good time too. So I'll get to see Gus and get to perform a little bit and all that too. Keep an eye out for that show as well. Yeah, definitely. 
but let's get into the music. I mean, you've been yeah. kind of doing this this hip hop genre, I guess you could say, right? Um, for I don't know how long now, four or five years longer. I don't know, four or five years. Yeah, and like this 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 album, um, very like I would say, pretty pretty R and B, all throughout. I do have three features on it that somebody else is the you know is a hip hop artist. I have Oliver Oliver Spitz on there. I got Maine. I have my, my one friend, uh, Saeed, on there, too. He's from Harrisburg. Um, but I kept it mostly myself. Um, it has a lot of slower love songs called Layers of Love. Um, it's just about basically, you know, stuff that I have experienced throughout relationships, whether it be like, you know, the real deep love, serious stuff, the early stages, rough patches, you know, makeup, breakup. Like, that's basically the whole album, you know, that's the kind of songs are on there. Um, there's, I think, 11 tracks. It's released on February 19th. And we're doing the album release show, you know, at the Jazz Cafe. Um, I have a really awesome lineup on there. I'm really lucky. Um, and we're donating 100% of the pro- the door proceeds to Blue Chip Hour Refuge that night as well. Yeah, so I know, like, you know, I saw you have Sweet Nest on there. I think S. Dakota, um, yep. uh, Dustin Douglas, and The Electric Gentleman. I know yeah. you've worked with Amanda Rogan, who is Sweet Nest, uh, yeah. and I think in turn you've also worked with Estacoda because you've worked at JL Studios with Jay Preston, yeah. right? Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. And Daniel Daniel Rosler was also on that song with Amanda, the same one, Serenity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right. So I mean, like, I know where that kind of all comes together, yeah. but when I saw Dustin Douglas on there, I'm like, how did how did these guys hook up? So yeah, no. So Matt Gabriel, okay. It was in Dustin Douglas. In the, in the, <laughs> that sounded, sounded really weird. In the band. So anyway, <laughs> sorry. So he's in the band. and um, <laughs> I mean, so, yeah, who knows? They're weird. Yeah. <laughs> Matt's, a weird Matt's a weird guy. I love Matt. He's a weird no, guy. No, Matt. I love Matt, oh, too. I've, I, so, I've, I've known Matt for a long time. That's what's up. So, yeah. So there was a dog at Blue Chip named Cash. Big head, blockhead, pit bull, 90 people, <laughs> maniac. Real crazy dog. Hyped up. Like, he was ready to go. You know, never had any training. So you know, somehow I started doing some training with him, very minimal stuff when I was up there. I started to get him to like act normal on a leash. Cause I think he almost broke my back once I actually went after a squirrel. It's pretty bad. So I was like, wow, this guy really needs some help here. So Matt comes, he's like, yo dude, I'm like, yo dude, he was awesome. He loved the dog. I gave him a free group class. Just when I started doing group classes with, I was doing it under the assistance of my, for, my former mentor. And, um, you know, we just kept in touch. And then I had spoke to him about this, this idea with the album release show relating relative to blue chip and all that. And he, he's the one that really got my foot in the door there. He's because they perform there a lot. So that, and you know, Dustin was down with it and they're actually going to back me for a few songs that night too. So yeah, it started from my animal work. So it worked out there for, for, for that. It's pretty cool. Did Matt get a dog from you or did he bring a dog to you? He got a dog from Blue Chip that I was directly working with for like a month okay. or two. And then he took him to the group class that I provided, you I know, free of charge just because I wanted to make sure that the dog, the dog was, was going to stay there and be good. And he did great with him. And he takes him on, he has him trained to, he needs a lot of exercise. And Matt likes to exercise, which is a perfect match. He uh, trains, ca- he's trained Cash to pull his bicycle and no he knows to turn left and right. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Yeah. He has some videos on his Facebook. I was like, yeah, it's a pretty cool idea to get that dog tired because he has a lot of, a lot of energy. But I'll yeah. Check that out. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's where that came from. Um, I will say we also got um, Oliver Spitz on there. Um, 
we have Made the Medicine and we have Mercy Gang too, is it, you know, the, the band. Um, thinking if I'm missing anybody else, I really hope not. No, and it, oh, and it is uh, what's that? Sorry, I, I, no, I, I, uh, I, I took the picture of the, the flyer yeah. here, yeah, so, so we wouldn't leave anybody out. Uh, well, Astrology Days is presenting, uh, yes. Dustin Douglas, Sweet Nest, S. Dakota, Mercy Gang, Oliver Spitz, Spain the Medicine, yep, yep, everybody, yep, yep, yeah, and shout out to Ben Travers, who's uh, who is who's behind Astrology Days, uh, he got um. He got he he was um the one to really get the the promotion plan set up and all that. Um got had me get some posters. I gave him posters, he got them out there and you know, we got some ads running and all that stuff. So, you know, yeah, shout out to Ben for that too. Been very helpful with all very that. Cool. Yeah, he's been on the very podcast cool. before. Yeah, very organized show. It's probably the most organized show I've ever been part of. So um, you know, I'm excited to do it. I'm excited for a good cause too, and I'm just happy that I'm doing it with people that you know, that are really talented and that I've most of them that I've known since I started music really, you know, so it'd be a special night. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you kind of got, uh, all aspects of, of the music world, you know, you, you know, your R and B style paired with the blues yeah. rock trio from Dustin Douglas. Then you have the alternative rock from S Dakota. Yeah. Who, I mean, that band I, I love and then not to mention yeah. Maine and, and Oliver Spitz. It's, uh, quite the variety for sure. Yeah, and that's what I wanted. And I also wanted to, you know, my, my, my hip-hop friends, too. I wanted to, this, this is the first time, I believe, that Jazz Cafe has had any rap hip-hop for like a decade or so. Okay. So and who who oh, helped facilitate that? Uh, ben? Yeah, they were just cool with it because they trust, I guess they trust me, you know what I mean? And, and I, I think what happened was years ago, I don't know the whole details, but I think there was something happened with the show and it didn't work out and caused some issues and you know there wasn't any there wasn't any hip-hop there for a long time um but i want to i want to pave the way for for my friends and, and i want to i want to give i'm not a hip-hop artist but everyone that i know is a hip-hop artist and i want to i want to give i want to you know i want to give a you know r&b too and hip-hop i want to give us a good name around this area i want to have respect and i want um us to be associated with, you know, positive things. Cause there's sometimes people just consider hip hop and R and B and they're like, yeah, see you later. You know, mm -hmm. it's happened to me, it's happened to Maine. It's like, yeah, we don't, we don't do that kind of music. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's a good opportunity. And I think that, you know, if it goes really well, which I think it will, hopeful it will, um, that we can do more things like this in the future, you know, and also, uh, being an independent artist, is not all about making money. I, I want to make a difference in the community and, you know, that's, I, th I felt like this was the best way to do so. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm releasing my album at the same time. So I think all, all in all, it's just a, it's a win-win for everybody, you know? Yeah, you're definitely doing it right. And, um, I want to go back. You, you mentioned Maine and you did a, an album with him uh, a couple years yeah. ago called medicine for the soul. And I thought that was a brilliant name because you have Maine, the medicine, Thai soul, combine the two kind of together medicine yep. for the soul. Um, and it was a collaboration. Uh, and it's great. It's a great album. Um, love what you guys did with that. You guys even did a uh, kind of a live stream release show uh, yeah, because we, we were during COVID and all that kind of stuff. I think you may have donated to another great cause uh, for that. Um, but <clears throat> you're releasing a new album under your you know, under your name. Um, how is doing this album alone different from you know working with uh, a, a partner? You know. I think at that point in my life, like I was very, I'm still grateful for it. Like I needed that. Cause I was like, I don't know. Like I just didn't feel like I could do it on my own. I don't know if there was a, a lack of confidence at the time for, you know, a temporary period of time or what, but like this album, I mean, it's just a whole other experience. I think 
having full control over everything is good and bad. Like with when you do it all on your own, because you, you second guess yourself a lot. So there, when I had man, he's like, nah, you're good. Like chill. When it's just me, I'm like really, really OCD, which is like I said, good and bad. And then, you know, I, I, I always joke around and say that I'm going to have to pay for Joe and Jay's therapy for, uh, you know, nitpicking <laughs> myself so much. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think overall, though, like just going through all that, like that kind of album, my first album on my own album with me. And now this, I feel like this has been the most complete project. I got my cover art, got my cover art right here. I don't know if you can see it or not. Yeah. Yep. Got the layers of love, you know, the heart. But um, I had Ethan Tibbins do that. Shout out to him, who I met through Oliver Spitz a few years back, um, opening up for Swayze. But um, yeah, no, I think from front to back, it's my most complete project. It makes sense, too. It progresses. Um from you know kind of being you know i guess in love to an extent and then kind of goes to the end where we kind of you know, there's a breakup you know what i mean so it's a really nice storyline in a way simply simply put though but it's you know it's a real r&b album um and i compare my stuff like i'm just like i'm just going on a rant, <laughs> tangent but i compare my stuff to like the best of the best in that in the actual industry so i'm very very picky and you know you my goal is always to make it sound like it came from, you know, Jive Records or Sony Records. You know what I mean? In Hollywood, I want I want it to sound comparable to those guys. So that's what kind of meticulous work I put into this project. So, yeah. Now the songs you wrote. I mean, it, you talk about love. I mean, did you talk about past experiences, current experiences? Did you just kind of make things up, or how did, how did that come together? Yeah. So sometimes I'll, so definitely past experiences, um, recent experiences, kind of current stuff too, just right at the end here the, of the album, I wrote a few extra songs that I just came out cause that's how I was feeling. Um, yeah, no, there's a little bit of everything that I felt and I'm, I'm hopeful that, you know, people will be like, Oh, I've, I've dealt with that before. I felt that way before, you know what I mean? And yeah, that's the inspiration is from all those things that, you know, I've experienced some relationships, not just one singular person and whatnot. Um, but in the past, you know, in the present, not the present so much, but you know, the past mostly. Um, and then I guess going off of that, uh, I'm trying to think what I was going to say. I lost my words there. So just let me go there. That's you, fine. You That's fine. <laughs> no, I'm just wondering where the, uh, the, the inspiration yeah. for songwriting comes from, because like, I mean, I, I, I can never, write about I, I could never write songs I, i've never really tried i'm not musically inclined um but i think oh i know if i was going to i would probably write about stuff i was going through yeah. um and then like i think i would probably only be able to do it if i was like sad you know like yeah no for I sure i don't know that i could write about being happy like w- without sounding like a real like weirdo <laughs> if that well, makes any sense i don't know no, I feel, yes. So, you know, sometimes I'll take a situation, like a sad situation that's not really that sad. And in my mind, I'll make it more dramatic than it really is to make it into a song. Okay. I'm able to do that. Like, that's something I'll do sometimes. Like, I'll over, what is it, over dramatic, how do they say it? Over dramatize? Yeah, that works. You know, that works. So, I'll do that for some stuff. Some of the stuff, though, is straight up, like, just real. You know what I mean? There's a few that so sometimes I'll, like, really, you know, create a story something maybe happened that was kind of similar, but I'm like, Oh, like let's make this like a little bit, you know, 
a little bit sadder or a little bit more intense, you know? Yeah. So I guess this is how my brain works. And like, I guess writing for so long, sometimes when you go through writer's block, I've learned to combat writer's block that way. If that makes sense. Yeah. 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 I mean, like I said, I was, I was really happy to see you pop back up into the, the scene, so to speak, uh, with the, yeah. some new music and, uh, I've added it to some playlists I put out there. Uh, not that that matters, but uh, I've always oh, been a big fan. Appreciate you. I've always been a big fan, and um, it, it was really cool to see you kind of in your element. Because I came down when you're doing the the album with Maine the Medicine. Um, I did like a little intro for you guys. Yeah, and it was really cool to see you in your element. Because I've always talked to you like this. You, you were in the studio a few years ago as well, mm-hmm. but to see you in it. And I could see like you were you were over almost overthinking yourself, or not even that, but just like yeah. you were completely just zone in a zone. Yeah. Um, and it's always interesting to see people like in their element and kind of in a different world. Yeah. Yeah, it is it is a different world down there. You wouldn't yeah. think. You wouldn't even think it's there. It's like my like having so many dogs now. When I go there, it's like a I, I consider it like I'm going there tomorrow, like all day, and I consider it like a vacation. Some, was some, was th- this album done there too? Oh yeah, yeah. Every little bit, yeah. JL Studios, man. Yeah, shout out to JL Studios. Yo, shout out to Jay Preston. Shout out to uh, Joe Joe Loftus. You guys are the best. There's we, so many we, artists that I talk to that always get you know talk really highly of them. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Both of them are equally amazing. Um, Jay's great. To, shout out to Benny's Pizza too. We we had a lot of chicken wing pizza from Benny's up there in Peckville. That stuff is uh, dude. If Benny's Benny's doesn't start sponsoring the show or sending me pizza. I'm going to be really upset because I feel like I'm always talking about them too. <laughs> Their pizza is so good. It is too it good. Is so yeah. good. I probably gained about 20 pounds during this album uh, recording because of so much Benny's up there. Yeah. That's all right. And Jay is <laughs> awesome too. I see Jay every now and then his kid is uh, my kid and his uh, one daughter are close in age, I guess you could say, yep. but I saw him at uh, some basketball games that our kids were in. So he's such a good guy. Jay's awesome. Yeah. Jay's yeah. very patient with me too. Like, I mean, I don't know how he deals with me, but he, yeah, he, uh, he is, he's great. He has great ideas too. There's, you know, he's just a really, really awesome musician and an engineer too. And person, you know, I don't know him too much outside of it, but I, you know, I, every time I see Jay, he's always like, Hey man, what's up? He's always super pleasant. You know, got love for Jay. Super pleasant, just positive too. I, I, I wish yeah, I could uh, just steal some of that from him. A little bit, right? He's pretty chill too. He's just like chill, you know. He's yeah. just like, it's like whatever. Man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, he really is. I'm like all like in the studio, like this. I'm like, yo, man, like, what do you think about? It? He's like, yeah, man, you're good, you know. <laughs> but yeah, he's a good dude. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So February 19th, River Street Jazz Cafe in Plains, yep. Pennsylvania. Um, album release show, Layers of Love. Great bands on the bill. Um, he mentioned a show. Uh, you know, two months later in April, get lined up. What else uh, this year do you have lined up, if anything? Yeah, we have um, it's myself, Maine, Wig, Marcella. Any guys haven't saying that right? I'm sorry if I'm not. Um, there's a few other people too. Uh, Carl Hall. I think I believe it's March 23rd. I could actually check that if I can find it. But I believe it's some part, some point in end of March that Carl Hall will be at as well. Me, Maine, and a few other people. Um, that's just going to be, I think, mostly hip-hop and then myself doing tomorrow and be. Um, that's an 18-plus show, BYOB, I believe. That's what they do there. Um, the one the one on February 19th is 21-plus. Yeah, so so we got 
we got February 19th at the River Street Jazz Cafe. We have Carl Hall in March. And then in April, I believe, I forget what the name of the place is. I'm more of a feature. Like I'm sponsoring the show through my business or I'm a sponsor per se. And I'm doing some stuff with Gus on stage and I'm doing some of stuff that me and Maine did together. So um, that's why I don't have all the details right off the top of my head. I know it's April 23rd. I want to say it's somewhere in Scranton, but you know. I probably should know that soon, but we'll be all right. <laughs> you, got, you got a couple months. You'll figure yeah, it out. Yeah, we'll right, though. But that's what's planned as of now. And then um, my, my friend Oliver Spitz um, always has stuff come up. So I may be going down to Lock Haven in between then. He has some a lot of connections out in Colorado as well. And um, he just invited me. He just invited me to go. I believe he went to, I want to say he went to D.C. the other day or Virginia, but I couldn't. It was yesterday and I was working yesterday and I wanted to. Because uh, there's some, he has a band. There's a band up there that he that he knows that does like bluesy stuff. And me and him eventually maybe want to do uh, a collaboration where we do uh, that with a full band. I, I'm I'm trying to get a full band at some point. Um, I have a guitarist in mind, um, but I would like to get a full band. I think that would be pretty cool to perform covers too and some of my originals. You know. I was going to ask you. I mean, we, are you going to stick with the R and B, or is there going to be like, a, is there a different side of of Thai soul? Um, uh, that we want to explore different side that you want to explore now uh, so so i'm thinking i'm thinking r&b is always going to be there but i was considering just for fun here once i have some downtime after this album i was considering doing a country song okay believe it or not yeah why not i'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep the country voice private right now but i'll tell you it's pretty good i can i can hear that in your voice a little bit yeah, it's easier for me to sing than R and B music. R and B music for me is like a lot harder. I I, th I think, and you know, I mean, just in terms of writing the song, I don't know how much inspiration I'll have. Like, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to have specific lyrics. It's just more of a sound, I think. You know what I mean? Um, but it, I don't think it would be like full country. I think it would be like a popular country type of song. You know what I mean? So today's country, basically. Yeah, like a Kane Brown or something like that. You know. Mm -hmm. Something yeah. like I dabble a little bit, but I won't go like full country. You know? All right. All right. Yeah. I'm down for some rock and roll too. I will. I'm, I always, uh, I have a few songs with, Mer I have a, well, at least one song with Mercy Gang. Like I sing the chorus, I wrote the chorus on. That's a little bit still like R&B, but it's, you know, they do the full band and they, you know, with the hip hop, but that's pretty cool too. Um, I, I want to do a couple more songs with them so we can like perform a set here and there, you know, that'd be fun. And it seems like you've worked with a lot of musicians in uh, NEPA, and I think that's great. I mean, when I was coming up, when I started in the local music scene, it was very cutthroat, and everyone was, you know, they wanted to be the the headliner of the show, or they felt that, you know, they should have had the show at the big club in town as opposed to the other guy. Uh, what has it meant to you to be, you know, part of this local scene here in NEPA, where it has been so... Um, you know, uh, such a group effort and, and such a support. Yeah. I mean, it took, it, you know, I think everybody has to pay their dues, you know? And I think as long as you're, you know, as long as you're a humble person and you're, you're a hard worker, people will respect you in, in this local scene for sure. I've never had any, you know, FUs thrown my way from anybody or anything like that. 
um, and the people that you find that you really have stuff in common with, even if it's not musically, just as a person, you know, those are the people you stick with. And that's like, you know, going on this show, like Amanda, like we don't do the same kind of music, but I love Amanda. She's an awesome person. We've, we've done a song together, but overall our, our genres are totally different, but you know, somebody like that I've stuck with, you know, support, you know, I've always supported my music and I support her music. Um, super welcoming group of people on that bill. You know, when I talked, I met Dustin like last week, I never met him super, super nice guy. Like, you know, I just like to work with people like that. I mean, I feel like there's bad apples everywhere for everything. And, you know, those are the kind of things that I stay away from and the negativity. And I just try to stay, you know, try to stay positive and work with positive people. And then I think everything works out better that way, but it's been an experience though. You know, when you go through, you go through ups and downs where you got to find, you know, a tight knit group of people to stick with like Maine and my friend Oliver too. You know, those guys have been there for me since the beginning. I don't know if I would be doing music without those guys, you know, Oliver too um, has offered me tons of perspective about, how to properly roll out a release and get your cover art done and all that stuff, you know, and, and, you know, that stuff's helped me tremendously, you know? Yeah. And, and how did you uh, become a musician and, and why R and B? So, yeah, good question. So I was singing like always when I was little, my mom was always an R and B fan. So when I, I always tell people like, like literally five, six years old, she was listening to like Usher's, I think second album. And then, I got like Chris Brown's first album when I was like 16. I was always just singing in the car, you know, then I met like Maine when I was like 18 and I did some like covers here and there. And then I didn't really do nothing for like four years. And then I get a call from him and he's like, yo, he's like, what's up? He's like, come up here to this place. It was JL studios. I didn't know where I was going. He's like, and then I wrote my first hook for them on mercy gangs uh, album. I forget which one it was. I think it was their album or mixtape. It might've been. And then after that, I went and started going back up and then like when I found like a studio that can produce that kind of quality, I was like, Oh, like, well, okay. Well, this is how, you know, you get to sound good. I mean, you gotta be decent too, but like these guys really, really, really bring it up to the next level. So after that, I kind of just got addicted to writing. I use it as like mental therapy for me. Um, when I started writing my first songs, I was going through a like years ago, like a bad relationship. And you know, when I'd go up there, I would let it all out, you know? So that's where I fell in love with it. And, you know, at the time I didn't really know, what else it was but now for me it's it's still that but it also you know being a local musician i feel like you have um a responsibility to you know have a positive benefit to your community too so I mean, as a person in general you should do that but that's what i like to do with 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 it i like to give it purpose through that as well you know yeah how many people do you think maine has kind of groomed i mean because maine maine to me like i i know him not well, but I think well enough. To me, he's like this. I like I'm, to call him like Biggie. Like, yeah. he kind of sounds like him at, at times, but he's also like just this, this like, um, just happy like for the most part, like just happy person. I think he, um, you know, brings people together. Um, not that I know if Biggie did that, but I just feel like Biggie had his yeah. group, right? His his, yeah. you know, he had like P Diddy, all those guys. Well, yeah. just like someone you wanted to be around. I mean, how important is is Maine uh, to this area? I mean, he's way more important than people give him the respect for. I'll tell you that, like yeah. for sure. Um, I don't know if you know this. On his album coming up, we have a I have a song. I'm on a song with him, and so is Ed Cuzo. He has him on the album. Like Maine has brought together so many different genres. Like you, you know what I mean, including me and other people. He's connected me with Amanda. He's connected me with. Uh, my backup singer that's coming to the to the show um, on February nineteenth as well. Like 
he's connected so many different people and helped them work together just through word of mouth and just like showing love to people. Like he'll show people my stuff and like, you know, you know, and then like, I'll, you know, people will message me or whatever. I'll make a connection and stuff like that. So yeah, like, yeah, he's worked with so many different people, so many different genres. He's a super open-minded artist. Like he will do anything. Like, I feel like man, like if I wrote a country song and sang on it, like I, he would be like, yo, let me do a verse on that. You know, like he's open to do anything. He'll make anything work, you know? So yeah. Dude, he is on, he's on a Mike, Mike Jordan and the gypsy souls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a video for that. Yeah. I watched that video too. I know what you're talking about. Yep. Dude, there, I mean, when I first heard that song, and this is before, I think I knew of Maine, but uh, not a, a ton, but you know, I'm listening to the song, and it was like good on its own. And then where he comes in, like that yeah. just pulled the song, like everything together. And like, holy shit, that made this song 10 times better than what it was. Um, and yeah, I think he's got that, that ability to kind of bring that to whatever he does. Oh no, for sure. Yeah. I mean, he, that man's done a, I probably got a couple, I want to say over a hundred songs at jail. He probably had about 300, 400. Damn. So he's, he's well seasoned. He could, like I said, he's ready to go on any kind of record at any time and he can make it, make it better than it is without him for sure. Yeah. What a great guy. Yeah. Yeah. I really love the, uh, the scene here locally yeah. in the PA. It's a, it's a great thing to be a part of. I'm, I'm blessed to, to be part of your lives in a small capacity. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for you and your new record. Thank you. Um, best of luck with the, um, the, the release show. Hey man, if you're not busy, come on out, you know, I'll buy a, a beer or five. <laughs> I don't need five. Maybe <laughs> one, maybe one. But yeah, hey. that sounds, that sounds good. Uh, yeah, I'm going to try and get the jazz cafe, uh, on Friday, this Friday for the, uh, lifer show. Maybe okay. We'll make, okay. make it back to back Fridays at the jazz cafe. Saturday. Saturday. The nineteenth, yes. yes. That's okay. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. I had the date right. Nineteenth. Saturday the nineteenth. I actually said that before that, like a couple weeks ago. I told somebody it was the eighteenth, and I'm like, nah, it's the ninth. I didn't even have the date right. So there you go. And I'm on the show. It's my, you know, it's my album release. So yeah. Don't I'm, not even sure, I'm not even sure what today is, dude. Don't do that to me. Don't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I rushed home today uh I, I i saw on uh social media they were um where i live they were giving citations to people who didn't have their sidewalks uh cleared today because it yeah. was not it was melted today they waited a little too long it's dude where i live it's still not melted we got probably okay. half half inch of ice um and huh. then like so this was happens friday um and then there was a dusting of snow on top of it. So I didn't touch it because I was like the, the snow on top gave it, gave you traction. So I'm like, I'm going to yeah. leave it here until like, it was like two degrees the, the last couple of days. It was the first nice day that yep. like, and then I was at work all day. So I was like, so I rushed home to try and, and get there before, you know, I got a citation. I didn't get one yet. I'm waiting for yeah. it to come though. I was pissed. Well, it's going to be like uh, 45 degrees, uh, I think, Wednesday. So I think they're, you know. Yeah. Well, really trying to, I don't know what they're trying to do, but hey. Trying to piss people off. That's what the, you know, townships like to do usually. Yeah. It's part of their job. If I didn't pay enough taxes already, I don't wanna, they want to try and get me for this. Oh, yeah. They'll get you. Yeah. You'll get it in the mail like two months from now when it's like, 90, like 80 degrees out, you know? I think the one time it was 2017. It snowed. It was March. It snowed. It was, I think it was like two feet of snow. Uh, the point where the town that I live in was 
you know, they said, they said, if you're, you know, if you're not an emergency vehicle, stay off the road. Um, my boss at the time said, Hey, uh, you know, hang tight at home, stay home. We have, we have a webinar anyways, this afternoon, make sure you're on there. And we got to work a couple of days later and we got a letter from the ownership that said like, Hey, you know, if, if you were not uh, at work the day of the snowstorm, you will be required to take a, a, a vacation day to cover it. Okay. I was like, wow, bad. This is, this is a bad leadership, bad leadership. I couldn't believe it. Couldn't it. believe it. What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> my car, my car was half covered in snow. I'm going to drive. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, whatever. No one's hearing me bitch about stupid shit. I apologize for getting off topic, but dude, best of luck with your new album. I'm assuming, uh, let people know where they can find it when it's, when it's out. Yes. It's going to be a uh, February 19th layers of love. You type in T Y S O U L. You'll find me on all streaming platforms. Uh, I guess I'll plug my social. So Ty soul music underscore is my Instagram. Ty soul space music is my Facebook uh, music page. And then there is also uh, Astrology Days Presents Tyson Layers of Love album release show group uh, event page. You can join and you can say if you're interested or going or whatnot. And you can also buy tickets on the Jazz Cafe's website. I have some links on my Facebook too. And if you see any posters around there, also have a QR code too. You can get them right there. But the album will be on Austrian platforms February 19th. It'll be physical copies as well. And that night, I'm also going to donate 20% of any merch that I sell to Blue Chip Animal Refuge. So whether it be albums, T-shirts, hoodies, we got the hoodies right here. Yeah, where are you getting those done? Newport Decal. You work for a T-shirt company, so we're going to have trouble. Axel Rad, bro. Axel Rad. Axel Rad. I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at you. So to go go through with with, with what I was going to say there, these guys are like two seconds from me. Yeah. And like they, my dad used to run bodybuilding shows. So they've been, my dad ordered stuff from them since I was like 10. So they really super, super like hooked me up where like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like they're, I'm only kidding. I'm not mad at you. They're hooking me up. There's enough business to go around. Good for them. No, they're all right. They're good. They're good. They're all right. Yeah, those, those are nice shirts. They're all right. Yeah, they came out nice. I like Sweet. So yeah, 20%. Donated from merch sales on the nineteenth. Another cool thing you're doing for for that. Yeah, and I think I, I didn't I didn't ask the other artists yet, so I'm not going to speak for them. But I think we'll at least get uh, you know one or two other artists to jump on board with that. If not, hey, that's that's not necessary. But I think we'll be able to get a couple other people to get involved on that one too that night. So that'd be, that's that'd cool. Be, and I'm yeah. guessing Spotify, Apple, all the yeah. streaming yeah. services as well. Because what is it? Google Play, YouTube puts the album on too. Um, if you want to check out my singles now, um, I have a, I have a lyric, a real nice lyric video that I actually got, I hired somebody on Fiverr and it came out awesome. Cool. It's kind of like a wedding ballad in a way, a wedding song ballad could kind of be, it's called love. And then there's another song I have a video for single on my YouTube page, type in Ty soul. It's called what I need. Those are also on Spotify as well. So some real R and B jams right there that you can jam out to if you're an R and B fan. Cool, man. Yeah. Well, thanks for taking the time tonight to do this. Uh, I'm looking forward to the new uh, new release, and uh, hopefully, I'll see you at the show. Oh yeah, brother! I appreciate your time, though. Thank you. Oh, absolutely. Hey, awesome, you guys man. have a good night. Everybody that tuned in. Cool. November nineteenth. Come see us. Awesome.
All right, man. All right, man. Take care. Take care. Good night. Uh, we'll see you. Bye.